0: Welcome to episode 19 of the Southcast for this season. With myself, Glyn Price, and I'm joined as usual by Ollie. How are you, Ollie?
1: Hi, mate. How you doing? I'm good, thanks.
0: Good, good. And for once, we're not just on our own for this week, are we, Ollie? We've got Mike Davis with us this week as well to join us as a guest. So, uh, yes, welcome to the podcast again, Mike. You've been on before, haven't you? So I have, look forward, yeah. Looking forward to talking about a win. Yeah, yeah, it'd <laughs> be good, won't it? Because um, we we've not had one for a couple of weeks, every we, in the football league. So um, yeah, it was good to get back to winning ways. But we're not just talking about the game, are we? This week, um, we've obviously got something else lined up as well, Ollie.
1: Yeah, so we've got a um, um, an extended um, section of news. We'll do the uh, the January transfer window. So yeah, lots of things to think about: loans, new signings, um, whether um, whether any of our players will be snatched. So yeah, plenty of things to talk about.
0: Yeah, good stuff. All right, well, I think we've got a lot to cover this week, so I think we'll get straight back into uh, talking about the with blackpool, blackpool game yesterday.
1: Jevons with a golden chance to maybe put
0: the tie to bed. Daniels poised on the line. Goes for the corner. Great save by the goalkeeper. Follow-up shot saved by Daniels again. And Dawson getting a game saved by Daniels. And Jevons is denied. Could that be a massive moment in this tie?
1: So, um, yeah, so Shrewsbury Town won. um, Nolan scored in the 54th minute. A couple of stats. um, After this game now, um, Shrewsbury Town have 25 points from a 30 available at home. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? It's good, yeah. That's phenomenal. Um, And then a very interesting stat as well is that um, um, Blackpool haven't beaten Salop um, for 20 years now, since 1997. So that's a good record. At home, yeah. Yeah, I remember us
0: there a few times at their place. But that's a pretty pretty good record for us, isn't it? It's the sort of thing that if I'd have read that before the match, I would have banked on Blackpool beating us. Because, you know, (laughs) we always let those records go but yeah that's good to see
1: and you heard you heard a good stat as well, didn't you, Glenn, This weekend?
0: Yeah, I think we need to check it. But um, I was reading <laughs> online. Yeah, I, I was reading online. Someone had said that no one has scored more than one goal from open play against us in a game this season, which is mental. And I'm, I'm not sure whether that's just home games or away games as well. But um, we've obviously let in more than one goal against some teams. But I think those have been like a corner or a free kick or something. So yeah, I wouldn't check that one. But I think that it was from a reasonably reputable stats stats source. Yep. So um, yeah, interesting. Some some good stats there, are
1: we? Cool. So the team. So there was two champions. Changes to the team this week. Um the Morris I nearly said brothers, but they're not brothers. <laughs> they quite look quite different to each other. <laughs> but, but but the Morris lads came in. So Henderson in goal, Bolton right back, Nasala, sadly, Beckles in defence. and Bryn Morris came in for Ben Godfrey, who was dropped, um Wally on yeah. the wing, Nolan Nagogo, Rodman, um, and then Payne was dropped um for Morris. So there was a lot of chatter, wasn't there, about um Payne being dropped. Um, uh, but maybe we'll talk about um those kind of changes at the end and i question to you guys later on did they justify the changes um, mm. so we'll go on to that
0: yeah before we get into the game I was going to ask Mike really because it'd be good just to get a bit of a look back over the last few weeks I mean coming into this game obviously we've been up and down in the league we've had a few positive results in the cup what, what were you kind of expecting this week looking at a Blackpool game was it something you were expecting us to come back into form or was it, were you worried about the game
2: um, yeah worried about us at the moment we've um, we're, not, we're just not playing the flowing football that we were earlier in the season are we no. you know we're We're struggling to, um, I I suppose we've struggled to put teams away all season but certainly at the moment we are sort of really struggling to, um, you know, if a team scores against us we're struggling to get back in the game really. Mm. Um, Thought it was going to be a tough game um, but... You know, it wasn't wasn't a great game, was it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think, we're, yeah, we're not going to spend too long talking about this game. I'd imagine. Only there's some interesting bits to the game, wasn't there? In terms of where, looking out from shoes, it wasn't the the most, uh, yeah, end to end attacking flow in football. And, and I think Mike's right there, isn't he? And we talked about this on the podcast last week when we were looking at some of the reasons why we've not been doing quite so well in the last few league games, and, and we've come off that pace. And certainly, the lack of being able to get more than one goal, and we need to get it was something that we picked up as well, wasn't it? So, yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, I, I, I felt a little bit opposite to that. I felt like. I I'm still I'm still clinging on to all those good positive results I've seen this season, so I'm thinking at some point we're going to have to turn it around and just get three points. And didn't think it would be got in the manner we got it this week, which was a very grindy sort of difficult to get three points, wasn't it? But um, three points nonetheless. So yeah, there we go. We'll go through the game, Molly. Yep. Yeah.
1: So um, yeah, I thought. Um, I don't know what you thought, Mike, but I thought Town started quite brightly. There were a good passing and yeah, the movement was quite good at first.
2: Yeah, I think first sort of fifteen twenty minutes thought thought it was thought thought we started really really well. Yeah. Um, you know after that um, it, it sort of both teams really just cancelled each other out didn't they um, but yeah I mean to, to start with we, we seem to you know we seem to have that injection of pace we seem to be getting at them Um yeah, so after, yeah, like you say, after sort of 15 20 minutes, I was, I was sat there quite quite happy thinking, Oh, this is a nailed on three pointer. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it was the wingers got involved quite early, didn't yeah. they, Ollie? To be honest with you, and although they didn't quite produce some of that quality that we needed in the final ball, you, you looked like that was where we were going to be getting joy, but yeah, it did definitely go sort of awry after 20 minutes. And I thought, to be honest with you, Blackpool sort of. Maybe dominated the rest of that first half. If anything, they didn't create too many chances, and we didn't create too many chances. But you know, it was it was it was even, if not a little bit of a shade to Blackpool after that 20 minutes. So yeah, yeah, not not great.
1: Yeah, and it was quite, I thought it was quite odd that some um, Blackpool who are on, not on a great run um, were trying to play the ball out, and I thought we were very good in terms of pressing and winning the ball back. Um, unfortunately, we just weren't that great when we got the ball. Which for me, the first 20 minutes is kind of like summarised quite nicely by the counter attack we had um, from Rodman, um, where he just kind of ran mm. forward. He could have. Played played Morrison twice or maybe three times um, but then he ended up having a pathetic shot so um, that kind of summed up the first kind of 20 minutes for me it was quite frustrating
0: I think that summed up Morrison's game I don't know about you guys and that he did quite a lot of good running off the ball but um very rarely did anyone find him with any sort of quality and we know he's reasonably good in the air isn't he yeah. old um, Carl Morrison? and yeah, there wasn't wasn't really that, that chance that he really had during the whole game, which was unfortunate because I thought he, his overall play was was reasonable, to be honest with you.
2: Yeah, yeah he, he, totally isolated, wasn't he, yesterday? Yeah. I, I felt really sorry. I mean, he he he's obviously come into the team, um, you know, wanted to, to show everybody. I think it was his birthday as well yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, wanted to show everybody that he was he, he, worth his place in the team. Um, but at times, he would, there was no one within 10 yards of him. Um, yeah, really, really juggled.
0: The, the other thing I was going to ask you, Ollie, because me and Mike were just talking before you you joined us for the podcast this week, was about when we play Carlton Morris. Do you do you? Th- and considering we didn't play that fluidity in midfield that we were just talking about for the rest of the half, do you think that playing Carlton Morris it gives everyone an easy option out to play the long ball? And it kind of is one of the reasons why we maybe don't play that that more attractive football that we do when Payne's playing.
1: Um, no, I don't think so. I think we I think we mix okay. it up quite nicely. I think um, one of the interesting things was the wing um, the. The attacking midfielders were Nola and Nagogo were definitely kind of running into the space behind the fullback, so that was a ploy they were playing. I thought we gave the wingers plenty of chances to try and do something, um, and I think sometimes we did play up. So I think we mixed up our play. He, I think uh, maybe it's the fact that he's just he is good at holding the ball up. Uh, and if we he's haven't good, something yeah. that we haven't seen um, with with Payne because Payne's good play, but he's not the same. Physical, um, you know, he's not as big as Morris, and I think we just okay. kind of played to that strength. I not say we overused it, but I can see why you kind of you commented and you, yeah, you noticed it.
0: Beckles likes a long ball, doesn't he? <laughs> loves a long ball. Best, and Totes
1: <laughs> sometimes does as well, and I think sometimes we have to remember they are League One players, but um, yeah, but sometimes, right. yeah, it was a bit bit frustrating. Um, and I think then all of a sudden the game kind of came to life, didn't it, with that super run from Bolton. You seem to think he was Cafe all of a sudden, and he was flying <laughs> down the wing. Um, so he plays it to Nolan, he has a long shot, range shot, doesn't he? But that was quite poor. Um, yeah. and there was only really one, a couple of other chances in that first half so there was a nice build-up play down the left good um, cross by uh, Morris which was a shame that he's the guy crossing the ball um, but yeah. couldn't get his head on it and then there was the Worley cross um, where he hit this first man and then the second one he tried to do, he kicked it straight out of play. Yeah, that
0: was a big groans that was, wasn't there then?
1: Yeah, our, our service to, to the front men is really poor at the moment, isn't it?
0: It was interesting. I watched like the YouTube highlights back, because I, mean, I don't have iFollow, follow. And the only highlight that made it out of all three of those was the, the long shot from Nolan, where he blasted it over the bar. I mean, I remember the chance on, on the day, which was that Morris crossed it to Rodman. And I thought he was actually going to score there, but it just only just went over yeah. his head, didn't it? But... Um, yeah, neither of those last two chances even made the sort of overall highlights. There was more Blackpool chances yeah. on the overall highlights than there was Shrewsbury chances, which kind of shows you something a little bit. But um, they didn't really create too many clear-cut chances in the first no. half either, really. So it was... it. it it wasn't great. As soon as the rain came down, it made it a really scrappy game, didn't it? Yeah. Just
1: going off on a bit of a tangent there, I was going to ask you guys a question. So, do you think the um, the poor service to to um, Morris was Morris's fault? Was he in the wrong place, or was the crossing poor? Because I had a, a debate with someone on Twitter last night, and they were um, saying that they think that it was the um, Morris's fault and the midfielder's fault for not being in the right place.
2: Um, maybe, maybe. I, I mean, I I thought Morris had a really good game. Um, just. Because he was up against their entire back four at times on his own. Um but he did he was dropping incredibly deep. And the problem then is if the wingers aren't gonna get past him and, and give him an option, he's he's sort of basically playing as a midfielder, um with nothing in front of him. Mm. Um so may, maybe, but then I would sort of say if that's the case, the attacking midfielders and the wingers should have pushed up a little bit more and, and, and give him that give him that yeah. option. What do you
1: think, Glenn?
0: I don't know, it's interesting. We had a couple of chats about this at the game yesterday and I was talking about, like, it's almost like if you're going to put a cross in, you've, you've got to kind of be within 15% of where the striker's going to be. Yeah, that's a really random thing to say, but you can miss hit a cross and, it, and the striker's still got the ability to take a step forward or take a step back and at least get something on it. And what we aren't doing a lot with our crosses is they're they're way off that percentage. You know, the, the striker's just not going to get near it. And and I, I think when you've only got one to aim for, it gives you a much lower percentage of actually finding them. You haven't got two strikers in there. The knockdowns, if a defender gets off it, you've still... You know, scrabbling around unless the midfield have got up there. So to me, I could kind of give the wingers a bit of a bit of a break for that, and I don't really blame Morris so much for that. He's always in the box. You know, it's not like he's ever stuck out on the side of it. The thing I find with with Morris is because he's not been so regular, there was a couple of times when we would break, and this is what I talk about that disjointed nature where they would know where to just play that first ball to Payne because he'd go. And sometimes I, I noticed, especially with Nolan and a little bit with a the Go, there was a couple of forward passes they could have played. That they they held off on and turned back because they weren't quite sure that where they where Carl Morris was going to go. So.
1: But I'm talking about crossing, I'm not talking about runs, I'm talking about crossing, just specifically on crossing.
0: I kind of said that about crossing, I think I'm just talking about more in general play, but I think the two things are linked, because both things cause a breakdown in our attacks really, but yeah, I think the more he plays, the more they're going to get to grips with him, and and he's been in and out, and um, I don't know, I I agree with Mike, I think his general play was really good yesterday, in all all honesty, and and he does deserve a goal for the last few weeks worth of work that he's done in the game but um, it's an interesting point I mean we, we can be very critical about our wingers but also they've put an immense amount of assists and goals in this season so it's very difficult to point too many fingers but it's certainly something we can talk about later on when we come to recruitment knowledge. yeah I think
1: well just my quick two pennies I think I think the wingers have really gone off form um, I mm-hmm. think okay. the, the crossing is, if, you've got a, if you've got one man in the box and I think uh, Morris does make good runs you've got a pass to him you've got a cross to the man like you said in that area um, and mm-hmm. the crossing is just woeful um, so yeah that's my view anyway but yeah, that was the end of the first half. Enough, like, so yeah, kind of that was kind of maybe yeah a negative end to the first half. But it's kind of yeah, it was a bit poor, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was. My half got a lot worse, didn't it, Ollie? Because uh, what happened
1: during <laughs> halftime? It's it's really funny, and I did take a to take a photo. It's not funny? It's not. It's funny. No, it's not funny. <laughs> it kind of is funny. You're taking the piss out funny of you, to you. but. It's not funny because yeah, you have to, you and your dad had to where you put your huds on your coat because um, yeah. the West End drips on you, <laughs> and it does make me think whether Ron and Witchley has been up there with a drill late one night, yeah. thinking Glynn sits here, so I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna soak him. I,
0: it's getting worse. That's the thing that miffs me. Usually it used to be a drip every now and again. It was drips. like get drip, three drips every second at one you point. Could like you could see it. You could see it coming down. Yeah, yeah I know. So I, I got so miffed with the second half. I emailed Brian Caldwell, and to be fair to the guy, he emailed me straight back and said we've got a cherry picker this week. We'll go up and have a look at it. So hopefully I'll, I won't have to moan about that anymore but yeah it was a bit depressing sitting there in the rain <laughs> i was sitting inside yes but, um,
1: i don't apologize for tweeting a photo of that <laughs> did you use the evidence
0: uh yeah I, I think i did retweet it so um there we go i've been moaning about it for six years maybe it'll get fixed at some point you know who knows but there we go but the the, the second half did put a smile on my face anyway ollie because it was it was better wasn't it in general yeah
1: it was it was yeah a much better second half um in terms of performance but still yeah, not still, not a lot of chances. Um, nope. And I'd say probably the best you know, that came out and the weather was still, we just need to mention the weather, we did talk a lot about the snow last week. So I think we've got yeah. to mention that, yeah, the weather again a little bit this week. Um, so yeah, the heavens did open up, didn't it? Um, and that did kind of have an impact on the game. Hey, it slowed the pace down. Yeah, a bit, it, it really? did. And then I think one other thing just to kind of mention is I thought that um, they had a good attack, um, Blackpool and uh, their striker blasted one over until, mm-hmm. um, until, yeah, until um, Nolan scored a, a wonderful goal
0: yeah go on Mike you can explain this one what, what did you make of the goal was it was it inf- unfolding in real time uh
2: well it came just after a really good penalty shout didn't it for yeah, Blackpool it did. <laughs> um which uh I'll be honest I was sat right in line with it and I was adamant that it was a pen really um, oh, okay yeah um I think their manager sort of made a big thing of it he wasn't very happy after the <laughs> game no um, <laughs> and literally I think we then went sort of down the other end um Nolan did his normal thing, sort of picked the ball up. No one can really get near him when he's he's sort of like that Full flight, yeah. um sort of put it on his left foot and pinged it in the bottom corner it was uh, it was you know it, it sort of went in slow motion it was a bit strange. it looked like the keeper had sort of got down to it and then everybody sort of celebrated in the stand, and it sort of sort of just moved around the ground but yeah super goal um but well well deserved from him as well I thought he was superb yeah it was a really
1: nice it was really nice how he was running forward and he, if you notice if you've watched the highlight back he jinks to the right and yeah. then jinks to the left and just makes like an extra 30 centimeters of space for himself and yeah really nice strike
0: would you have expected Dean Henderson to save that ollie
1: I think Dean Henderson would have got very, very close, and yeah, potentially would have saved it. I
0: thought it was bad goalkeeping. He is really close into his body. It wasn't like he was on a full dive. He almost died. A bit like Dean Henderson it,
1: did he. at, um, at MK Dons, where he did a similar <laughs> well, save. Then, okay, maybe I wouldn't expect him to save it. Then. No, no, he did do it. But Dean Henderson did do an amazing save, similar kind oh, did, of yes. um, similar kind of situation. Mm.
0: No, it wasn't great. was wasn't great goalkeeping. But again, you've got to give Nolan the credit for keeping running at them and, and testing the goalkeeper. There wasn't enough of that, really. No. And obviously, when we got our first sort of shot on target, it's kind of gone in. So we should we should been encouraged by that and maybe tried it a bit more but um yeah great finish to be honest with you um and uh, yeah I thought Nolan had a reasonably good game all in all um I think most people thought he was he was pretty good didn't we so yeah that was it I mean that was that was good everyone was cheering him it wasn't much more went on in the rest of the game was there
1: no, it's um yeah it was um yeah there was not really too much to discuss there was a good corner from Wally so fair he did put one good ball in um, and Bolton had a what? head close
2: Bolton
0: yeah, that was good actually. To be yeah. fair, you say a Wally corner. I was being facetious. Okay. he doesn't
2: really hit very many corners. Bolton should have scored that.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, that was, should have been. Yeah, Mike's right. That should have been a goal. That one. Yeah,
1: and then there was a really, really nice bit of play um, where the shop holds the ball up. So the last time the shop had come on, he plays it to Bryn Morris. Um, Bryn Morris pays it to Wally, and Wally um, looks up and sees the run of Nolan, passes it out to the wing to him, and then he shoots from long range, uh, which I thought was a, a fantastic. Um, a fantastic shot, um, and Paul Hurst said it, um, he said it was a cross, <laughs> oh, but um, but uh, harsh. But, um, but Nolan did say later on that um, it, well, he did do it. It was intentional. Uh, what well, did you guys make of that shot?
0: He looked up. You can tell on the highlights I to say, He looked up at the goal. He was definitely
2: trying to lob him. He, yeah, yeah, he he. he... If it was a cross, it's the worst cross ever. (laughs) Um, um, But yeah, I mean, to be fair, it looked all the way, it looked in all the way, didn't it? I mean, until the last possible second. Um, but yeah, cracking save. Yeah, everyone was up,
0: weren't they? And the stands sort of willing it in, weren't they? It was a it was a great effort. It shows just shows the class of the lad, doesn't it? That he's he's got the confidence to try and chip a keeper from that angle. Um, last time I remember a player scoring from that sort of position was Paul Evans when he played yeah, for us, yeah. which was uh, probably back in the nineties. Yeah. So you don't see many goals. No, like that, Chandel, but, um, um,
1: Sheriff scored a great goal into from long distance oh, against yeah. Macclesfield, but um, yeah, That's not true. many. Um, out on the byline though. Yeah, out from the byline, it was quite unique, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. There we go. So there you go. I, I should just say one more thing before we move on. Then after the game, well, I want to say something about Blackpool in a minute, but. Um, yeah, my mum made a criticism of the podcast, Ollie. She says she didn't know where the shop was. I, that's my mum's fault for not knowing the <laughs> nicknames. But she said, Ollie keeps talking about the shop. I've no idea who it is. So I've, I've put her right now, Ollie. So she'll be okay with that conversation with so your dad. She'll know who we're so talking about. So for
1: those who don't know, do you want to explain... <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, it's just John Lewis, isn't it? So, yeah, John Lewis is a shot, that's where the nickname comes from. But we should, my dad says we should have a glossary about some of our terms, but there we go. Um, and, yeah, before we move on, really, obviously that was the last real action we had. You've got to say Blackpool did create a couple of tricky chances for us in the second half. They had one where um, there was a corner came in and Delfonso headed it just wide which look, looked like he would have caught it better, he would have tested um, Henderson. And there was another one where, I think it might have been from a corner as well, where a guy tried a little low red volley and thankfully it went straight at Henderson and he made a really good save. Yeah, that so, was a um, close
1: one, that, the, was. that was a bit nervy.
0: Yeah, it wasn't like it was a boring game where we created the only chances. It was boring though, wasn't of, it? It was boring, but they had a couple of chances second half as well, which you, you, we were never comfortable, were we, after we scored no, the goal? No, no.
1: And I was really hoped we'd get that second one as well because one, it meant I would have got the prediction right on Salah pass, but also I did <laughs> have Nolan any time goal scorer. Um, so yeah, I was close. with your betting. I know. I'm start, always too. so close. Uh, <laughs> so frustrated <laughs> Yeah,
0: there you go. And the other good thing I should mention in the game was when we scored. Ollie is uh, Dean Anderson's latest celebration was yep. to run over to the west stand, giving it some fist pumps as usual. But this week, he hoisted a small ball boy above his head and just shook him for a uh, literally thirty seconds. I think he's trying to steal his money or something. Or? I don't know. I don't know. But um, that was it. Yeah. So three points. It was a it was a hearty cheer at the end, wasn't it, Mike? Because I think everyone f- felt how important that three points was.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think, yes, it's more relief, isn't it? I yeah. think, um, you know, Blackpool sort of turned into us under Mickey Mellon at the end, where their manager <laughs> got every possible attacking player to go and stand on the edge of our box. And uh, at one point, I think they were playing seven up front or something stupid. Oh, um, and it was just hoisting the ball into the box. I mean, the one thing I noticed is they're an incredibly big team. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, the the, the back four um, and and the defensive midfielders did brilliantly. Um, yeah, yeah, they so, won all the headers, didn't they? It was uh, yeah. In the end, it was relief.
0: It was relief, wasn't it? I and mean, we should also mention about backpool as well. Is. I think describing this as a Mickey Mellon team is probably quite fair because their time although Mickey didn't do this too often but their time wasting when they were nil-nil was disgraceful wasn't it and then the
1: referee had the cheek to start (laughs) shouting at Dean Henderson straight away and even went into his box
0: he did did do his usual massively long goal kick routine to be fair to Dean Henderson but it was poor the referee didn't I thought there was a couple of points in the first half where the referee didn't really get to grips with what was going on and what they were up to and you know he wasn't the worst referee we've ever had but I thought it would have been nice for him to have just shivered him on a little bit because throw-ins were taking forever and that that was when that period got really boring it was just like come on
1: Yeah I think the referees have got to um, discuss this I think you know the, the time wasting is starting to not ruin the spectacle because be that would be an exaggeration, but it is starting yeah. to have an impact on you know. There's a lot of time wasting games these days. It seems to be a lot worse in the last two seasons than it has been previously.
0: I think that's because normally we're the ones trying to keep a point in these <laughs> games, and I think no, in all seriousness, because we're there to be shot at and we're quite an attacking team. People are coming to play a more time wasting game against yeah, us. Yeah,
1: they definitely are. Um, yeah, so yeah, I wonder what yeah, but the Berry fans are having the same problem. But yeah. <laughs>
0: They've lost pretty much every game since they beat us, which is the most annoying thing about yeah. it. But anyway, there we go. Um, go on, you've got some discussion points yeah, for the
1: game so, you wanted to ask us. Yeah, only? so um, so um, so one question. Um, here's a question for both of you. How many shots did we have on target?
2: One.
0: Uh, yeah, I would say one or two. I can't think there was many more than it was that. One. Was it one? Oh, there you go. Mike's done his prep. <laughs> he's done his
1: prep, but that's just poor, isn't it? That is poor, <laughs> great. and that and that's kind of leads leads me on to how did you think the Morris brothers did when they played? They came on this week. <laughs> uh, I, I'll
0: let. I mean, we've just talked about Carl Morris, haven't we? At the start of the yeah, podcast, yeah. I think just to say, that, I, think, I
1: think I don't think the one shot on target is any has any reflection on him. I think it's worth saying no, that. No, not no, so. Yeah, so no. so Mike, what did you think? Yeah, so Mike, what did you make of Brim Morris?
2: Um, I think he deserved his chance to come back in. Felt a bit sorry for him because obviously when he, he's sort of stepped in for for a go go when he's, he's been suspended. I, I thought he's done reasonably well. Thought he thought he's played one and then mm-hmm. when a go go came back in thought you know he's he must have been a bit disappointed to um, to have fallen back out of the team. Um I think he was okay yesterday, I think he did all right. Um you know nothing special but um but yeah, so you know he's a he's a solid enough midfielder, isn't
0: he? I, I think he's done enough for it to still be harsh for him to get dropped for Godfrey next week, uh, I think that you can't really say he's not done anything in the two two games he's played in a row now. For for Godfrey to come back in necessarily, but it, it's pretty it's touch and go. You know, he's not he's not excelled in both games. He's been, he was good last week, Ollie yeah. he, when we talked about that. I think uh, whether it was sorry the last home game before MK Dons. Um, but, you know, he wasn't a standout yesterday, although he yeah, had a solid I, I game.
1: I disagree with that. Really? Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah, I disagree with that. I've got him third in my top three. Um, okay. I thought he had a really good game. I think he did kind of the, the boring, quiet stuff. I think he broke down a lot of attacks. Mm. Um, he played. He got, did the link play really well, which allowed he allowed Nolan to, to play his game because he was feeding in the ball in the right positions. Yeah. Um, I thought he broke up play well and he was quite physical. Uh, yeah, I, I thought he had a good game. Yeah.
0: Yeah, as I say I don't I think it'd be harsh for him to get dropped next Saturday, yep. to be honest with you. But I do we all like Ben Godfrey We think he's an absolute class yeah. player and you know, we're gonna talk about whether he's gonna stay or not in a minute. But um it's good that we've got you know, we worried for a while we didn't have four midfielders exactly. that we could start into three positions, and we definitely have four good midfielders to start into those positions, so it's not really a problem we need to worry no, about. It's, it? it's a good
1: option to have. So yeah, so let's yeah. let's do it the other end. So, yeah, Mike, do you want to start? Who's your top three?
2: Um Nolan was my man in the match. Um the guy's just quality, isn't he? Um I mean, even when he's sort of semi-injured, um, he's still unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I've then gone with it's a bit of a strange one. I mean, I've to be honest, I've really struggled after that because I think the rest of the team were sort of pretty much on par. Um, I've gone with Sean Wally purely because I think he's... At times, he's the only outlet for us when we're going forward. Um, you know, when Rodman isn't sort of getting forward, everything just goes through Wally. Um, and at times... You know, you can tell he's frustrated because he's looking up. His crossing might be poor, but he's looking up to put a ball in, and there's just nobody there for him. Um, I, I think his consistency the last couple of months as well has, has gone up. I think you know we, we notice when he doesn't play as well now, yeah. which I think make you know shows that. You know his performance levels have gone up, but I think his performance
1: levels have gone up in terms of his goal scoring. But in during November, but I wouldn't say he's had a particularly apart from the super striker MK Dons. I think he's had quite a poor December in terms of assists.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's a typical winger, a league one honest. winger. I think, yeah, <laughs> league one winger. I think he's, uh, I think he's, he's sort of a, a typical sort of Mark Wright sort of winger where you know he'll have. A couple of games where he's, he scares teams to death and then all of a sudden you don't notice him for two or three games. Mm. Um, but I, I think wingers at this level are, are a little bit like that. Um, but you still find a lot of our good work goes through him. Um, and my third choice... But we're not
1: scoring any goals. Not,
2: we're, we're not, but... <laughs> well, he's not that, I'm, not, I'm not letting this go. We're, we're not, not scoring, we're scoring goals. We're not scoring a lot yeah. of goals, but is, is that because the wingers aren't getting... Or is that because... Play the play. The other players aren't getting up to to support them, you know. I mean, you you look yesterday, and like I say, at times when Carlton Morris dropped deep and received the ball, you know, there was there was nobody, there was nobody sort of getting forward, and and that's but that's a transition though, isn't Wally it? And Rodman.
1: He gets the ball, plays it to a winger. And then hopefully he gets into the box. But you know, you were saying we were saying at the start of the pod he's good at heading the ball. How many times? Not, he didn't have one opportunity to head the ball.
0: He's not as quick in that transition as Payne. That's the other. He thing. isn't. No, I agree with you that. Know, but but at the end of the day, you know, he still was in there enough times yeah. to get across. You know, well, you know, and I think Mike's point, general point, is that after Nolan, everyone was pretty much there or thereabouts, yeah. weren't they? You, yeah. you you know, even the ones that are in our top threes, you know, there's arguments to say that there were players that were better
2: than them. So. I think leave him alone, Ollie. You're being <laughs> no, very no, mean No, today. no, 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 I, I, I think I think the thing is as well. I think the two lads. I mean, when Glenn asked me about my top three, to be honest, you, you don't even think about the two lads in midfield, Agogo mm-hmm. and Bim Morris, because they go around their business, and you don't really notice them. Yeah. You only notice them when they when they're suspended or they're injured and and they fall out the team. Um, you know. So I mean, there's there's a good shout actually for the top three of, of both of them yep. being in yep. there as well. But um, I mean, my third choice is Carlton Morris purely because I think he, he was just on a hiding to nothing yesterday. Um, at times he was just totally isolated, but he still put himself about, mm. he still went for, you know, 85 minutes before, before pain came on. Um, so I've, I've gone with him purely for, for the work rate up front. Um, I mean, special mention as well. And, and, there were a lot of people giving him grief yesterday. Beckles, mm, um, yeah, a, so. a, a lot of people in the first half before the lad had even touched the ball. You know, get him off. He's not a left back. Blah, but the lad isn't a left back. Um, I think it's, it's it's pretty obvious that he's not a left back. But he's 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 doing all right there. He's he's certainly much better than Sadler has been.
0: Yeah, um, I,
2: I, and, you know, and I, I saw. Riley play there against, uh, I think it was Walsall in the checker trade. Don't shoot me, Glenn uh, uh, In the checker ooh. trade, um, and Riley was just absolutely terrorized at, at left back. He just could not get to grips with it. So uh, you know, I think Beckles has, has done really really well stepping in there.
0: Uh, my, I, I said on the, I said on the, a few things today about Beckles that he's not a left back, but he's also not a bad left back. Does, does that make sense? You know, that's kind of my 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 point of it.
1: And he doesn't have the pace, and he's not used to jockeying, and it's always a bit of a risk when he gets one on one. But he, I think he's done a good job. I think it's really harsh yeah, to criticise the bloke. I think he's done excellent considering yeah, he's a central defender and he's he's six foot four, six foot five. You know, you know, being a, a fullback is a specialist position. I think sometimes fans don't realise that. I'm a, I'm definitely as the fullback fraternity, and um, yeah, I think yeah, you need to be. Yeah. A, I think it's a specialist position.
0: Yeah, he's he's not hiding to nothing. Like we just said a minute ago about someone else, but he was trying to replace probably the player that everyone oh, thought was having one of the best exactly. starts of the season. Then. And it's been a huge miss and, um, yeah, you know, he's not going to get back anytime soon and we're probably going to be looking at replacing someone at left-back. But I certainly think Beckles has got a massive part to play this season, especially covering at centre-back where he's not been too bad yep. either. So, yeah, there we go. That's, that's your top three. I'll run through mine a bit quicker. I went for Nolan as well for all, the, for all the same reasons. I actually went for Toto second. Similar reasons to Mike after Nolan. No one really stood massively out to me, but... Um, Toto I thought considering that, you know it was a pretty even game they threw a lot into the box he won all his headers he didn't make any of his Toto mistakes he was solid distribution up front was a bit ropey at times but he, he didn't do anything stupid and um you know you could have said the same about Sadler and Beckles but I just I went for Toto I thought he he stood out for a couple of his particularly imperious headers and tackles so that was my one and then again like Mike just said a go went about his work very solid so I gave him third um you know didn't put a foot wrong harried the defenders as much as he could probably provide a bit more drive than he normally does as much as he could. But um, yeah, I think, you know, you could throw a, throw a blanket over the other 10, really.
1: Yep. Yep. So um, I went for Nolan, Agogo, go, and Bryn Morris. As I've kind of yeah. said, I think Agogo go, was good again, more um, solid. Uh-
0: before we move on, I thought Mike's point about wingers was interesting. I was just thinking about out and out wingers we've had in the last, you know, ten years. And you've got Mark Wright, you've also got Chris Humphrey, you've got Mark Pugh. you've got um, Line Lanesworth, and they all did the John same Taylor. thing. You know, even though John Taylor, they were, even even at League One level or League Two level, none of them were consistently good every week. And and I think wingers maybe stand out a little bit more in that respect than some other positions. Like, look at Louis Dodds. When we were sticking him out on the wing every week, you know, last season, we would say that he drifted out of games a lot. And it's very hard to be on it 100% of the time because you get a lot of the ball and you are the one where the delivery is all on you. And unless you're like, you know, Ronaldo, who's going to put a cross on someone's head every time, it's, it's not going to happen every week is it but as long as you're getting a, a reasonable amount out of the member across the season i think that that's all you want isn't it but yeah you're it's too soft when you about, oh, with, wingers, you're too really. soft yeah <laughs> i i thought mark wright was a quality mark wright was too, a fantastic anyway, player and another player that um, yeah.
1: studio town fans and criticized and stuff
0: yeah that's true yeah yeah, yeah. well there's not many wingers that we've taken to john general, taylor well, i remember those... some
1: guy in front of me um saying, "No, saying i didn't take john yeah taylor. i remember some guy in front of me going mad saying he's a rubbish player he shouldn't be playing he's too small he scored a goal on his debut um and it was just absolutely immense. I remember actually going, yeah, just people, people are quite critical, but I think, and I'm being very critical of our wingers, and I think they have dropped off, <laughs> and I'm, I'm 100% right, but anyway, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever,
0: Ollie. Okay, you can take us through Paul Hurst's comments then, and
1: we'll wrap the game up. Yeah. So I, um, so yeah, it was quite funny. Obviously, Paul Hurst's comments always good to watch him because um, well, not just what he says, but also watching the video because he gives away a lot away. Not a lot away, but you know he's very expressive. So um, he said it felt like there was some pressure building, which I can grieve as well. And he told the players they need to play like that. As long as the effort is there, and they, they can relax and enjoy it, enjoy the ride, and don't build everything up. So I thought that was quite good. He said the game is a bit anxious, but good work, great an effort, um, bright start, but need to be better on the ball. Paul her there agree with me um, and then massive three points for the players and he made a big point there that the players deserve this so he said obviously the fans will be happy but the players kind of you know really need these three points
0: they really celebrated at the end as well yeah. that it was one of the sort of more sort of Together, bonded celebrations I've seen. And I went on BBC Radio Shropshire afterwards with James Bondolly, um, and he was asking about certain things. And I, I kind of steered the conversation towards the team spirit that we've got. And, you know, despite this little ropey patch we've been through, I don't think the team spirit is diminished no. in any respect whatsoever from looking at what happened on Saturday. So that's a huge yeah. positive to, to Paul Hurst and how he's kept their spirits up. Yeah, it
1: does, that was one of the big tests, wasn't it? Um, about in terms of how they were going to bounce. And yeah, that's a good question. We haven't had Mike on the pod for a while. So, Mike, do you, are you pleased with how they've um, kind of handled themselves in this kind of this poor form? Period.
2: Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think the team spirit is there, isn't it? I mean, you can see how close, um, how close a group of players they are, and you look at the lone players that are in as well. I mean, you you never see the the um, the excitement that you you're seeing from the lone players that we've got. I mean, Henderson is just insane, isn't cetera, he? I mean, yeah. you, you know, um, but they're all just. Getting in there grafting, i mean it's always been a criticism of lone players in the past that they you know they're the first ones that wouldn't put a foot they in don't care. they don't care all they 're here to do is you know get fit for their parents' club and i don't think any of the lone players that we 've got this season you could say that about nope. them. They are all there they're all involved, and you know they all put their bodies on the line and and yeah i mean it look i mean compared to the last couple of seasons we've had of, of football it it's just it's just an unbelievable turnaround, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, you know, if if you had said to Shrewsbury fan this time last season we were in the, you know, this time we would be in the top half of the table, I think most of us would have said, that, what a what a load of rubbish, you know. Um, but to be second, um, it, it, it's just incredible.
0: It, I just it's interesting again because we're, we're talking. We'll come to Vesta of Paul's comments in a minute, and but when we get guests on, it's always good to ask them all. High-level questions, isn't it? But you know, if you could put your, you know, maybe you can't do this because it's difficult to think about. But if you could put your finger on one thing that's been the change around this, this between this season and last season, what what do you think it is? Is it tactical? Is it the this team spirit like we just talked about? Is it the fact that he's got better players, or is it it's probably a combination of all of them? But what, which one do you think has been the biggest factor? Maybe.
2: I've, I'll be honest. I think there's two, and I think they go hand in hand. Really, I think team spirit is obviously a massive thing, um, which we've we've already said. Yeah. Um, you know, they back each other up. They they. You know, the, you, the player doesn't go into a tackle without somebody else backing them up. And you know, we're winning the second balls. We're we're coming out with it. I mean, it, you know, the, you can see that the team spirit is there and they want to be involved. The other one, I think, is is obviously the training and the fitness. Yeah. Um, You know, I've. I've I obviously know Christos um, Shellis who who is is sort of in and around the first team. Yeah. Um, so I, I've sort of seen firsthand how knackered he is when he, he comes <laughs> home, and um, you know, and has, has had a day of training. But they have got these guys super super fit. I mean, yeah. um, they they are absolutely beast in them, and I, I think that shows. You know, you look at the amount of last minute goals we've scored, you look at the fact that we just don't stop. Um and I think that plays a massive, massive part yeah, as well.
0: Yeah. That's, that's what we've we've said reasonable things, Adam, because we talked about the picture they put up of uh, the shop, his physique <laughs> yeah. and how it's changed over the course of the the, the pre season into the start of the year. And um yeah, it's interesting to get that sort of feedback about it, because I think we all know they're working hard, but you know it seems like you've got more, more first-hand experience of just how hard they are working, so I don't think any uh, uh, surprised about that, are they really?
1: Are no, they? yeah. We, we, we do, they're the things that we've been talking about haven't an ill season.
0: Yep, no, it's good to hear. Um, go on, then, what was the rest of the comments that brought us down? Yeah, to-
1: so, um, yeah, quickly rounding this section up, so um, he was saying... Um, he was definitely across, was smiling. We um, haven't conceded many. Um, and then also he said, we, we definitely want to win next week because we don't want to be sulking over his Christmas dinner. Um, and also <laughs> when Lewis Cox mentioned that it was Carl Morris' birthday, um, and the manager was really surprised and said, where's his cake? Because he looks like he's going to get a fine. Um, so that's quite funny. So, yeah, so that kind of brings the game to a close. So just to kind of summarize, we haven't talked about the league table too much, but um, 21 <coughs> games, second in the league, 44 points, goal difference of plus 14. We're four points behind Wigan. We're one point ahead of Blackburn, two points ahead of Bradford, <laughs> um, and we are it's gone for a small team, so let's move over from them. But Charlton, are thirty-five <laughs> points, um, and we're nine points ahead of those. So yeah, we are being. Um, it was interesting. Shrewsbury was mentioned in the Guardian Sports Summary of the week, and it said, you know, these big boys are chasing us down, which is true. Um, but we can be nothing yeah. but proud, can we, of our little club?
0: No, and and you know, in the context of the game on Saturday, you know, the top three, other than you know, the, the top four, including us, all were winning. You know, we had to, if we want to keep up with the top four as top four as it is, we needed to win on Saturday. So that goal was absolutely massive for us, because obviously Wigan went and smashed four past someone. Bradford got away with it; they got a late winner as, as a penalty, and I think that. Um, uh, Blackburn had a reasonable result as well so yeah it was, it was in context of the league and, and the structure and everything it was a good result but um, yeah you're not going to get any disagreement from me and Mike about this season and, and coming in towards Christmas where we are no one expected it and it's absolutely fantastic for us to feel like yep, isn't definitely.
1: it definitely so should we move into January transfer window yep
0: let's do that away eventually up it goes to Holt
1: he does really well this is Humphrey it's 2-0, Shrewsbury Town! So, as discussed on the last pod and on Twitter, we're doing a, um, a January transfer window special. So, um, yeah, a few weeks ago, before the MK Dons game, um, Paul Hurst was um, yeah, sharing um, quite a lot of info. He seems to have um, yeah, shut up shop on that in the last few weeks since that game. <laughs> so, yeah, so these are some of the things he said. So it's interesting, I think, for town fans to hear this. So he said, we're looking to do business early. Uh, there's no specific number of players we want in. Um, he says Niall Ennis needs to be decided on um, and we need strength in depth. Um, position where there's an opportunity, I wouldn't basically miss out on one or two extra players. So yeah, he, he's, he's pleased with what we're going to have and he thinks it's you know, we've got a great opportunity to kind of push on from here. Um, okay. So pressure on everyone and a bit of uncertainty, so pressure on him, the management team, obviously the chairman and obviously um, Brian as well. And this is a really interesting one. There was four times as many scouts at the Mendo this year than there was last year.
0: That's not really surprising, how bad we were last year,
1: is it? <laughs> um so do you have to pay good money to take any of the players away? So we hold all the cards yeah. and they're under contract. And he did mention we need to go for loan players. But I think it's also just worth bringing up mm. um, something that was um, repeated on the D3 d3 d4 podcast um that's very interesting information that we our wage bill is less than last year so not putting, you know, let's put some pressure on the chairman. If our wage bill is less than last year, that means there should be some money to spend.
0: It, it, I mean, talking about the, the wage bill is interesting, and I, you know, I can you can see the sort of players that we brought in in the summer. They were few from non-league and the lower leagues. So I'm not surprised the wage bill went down yeah. a little bit considering the sorts of players we we culled, And suppose. also, have you um, watched
1: that Class of '92 program? I've got an old Plus to watch watch, really to watch it on Sky Sports. It's a really interesting bit where they started offering players full-time contracts, and there was actually yes. nearly fisticuffs in the off, in the in the changing room. So it's quite right. interesting that Hurst said earlier in the season that our players are all on similar wage. And I think that, that contributes uh, probably... Henderson's on more, but obviously that's a bit of an outlier with them being at Man United. But uh, yeah, it's interesting uh, that point. I think that the, the players are all on similar wages.
0: I don't think Hurst is likely to change his approach to wages. No. You know, if he's going to bring players in, they're probably all going to be on a similar amount. It's, it's interesting what you say about the chairman because it, it's a tricky time for him as a chairman in that we're, we stand on the precipice of something incredibly special. And to not push home the advantage now might be so foolish for the future of the club it's still a huge outside that we might go up you know even where we are now but you know it's interesting for the manager the chairman the ceo that this transfer window in some respects is is so important and so key to how we go on as a football club that it's, it's almost as important as those windows where we had to rebuild under mickey Mellon. it's it's but for completely different reasons um so it's interesting you know there's gonna be lots of focus on everybody and, and what we do in the transfer window but Reading through those comments, what, what Hurst has just said, I'm not I'm not particularly surprised. and I think the good thing there, Mike, is someone's going to have to pay money to take any of our players off us.
2: Yeah, I think you know you look you look at the the players that have stood out um, this season, and they're all on good contracts. Yeah. Um, so you know, I think the, the obviously the standout player for everybody will be Nolan. Um, you know, and he's, he's still got three, two and a half years. He's, he's got on a three-year contract, three yeah, yeah. So, you know, if somebody comes in for him, he's, you know, he's, that we're going to want good money for him. Um, so, yeah, I think um, you know we're we're obviously in a really really good position, and obviously players coming in as well. We'd much rather be second in the league than second from bottom. You know, we should be looking to bring a better, I say, better quality player. But you would think that you know there is a bigger Pot of players that would be interested coming to Shrewsbury now yeah, than definitely. they were at this time last season.
0: Yeah, but talking about players going out before we move on about who we'd like to come in and, and what happens to the loan players. You know, there's there's a niggle at the back of my mind about a player like Agogo in that you know he isn't he's not on a new contract this last summer like all the rest of the lads that just came in and he's been fantastic for us for so long, such a long period of time. There is no doubt there are a lot of football clubs who'd like to take him off us and he's the one. Uh, you know, that I would worry about. If an offer came in for him, it'd be probably harder for us to. We'd probably turn it down, but, you know, if someone offered a lot of money for a go-go and he only had, is it six months left, I think he might be out of contract at the end of the summer, that's the one we'd find so difficult to turn down, I think. And, yeah, that, that, that's, that's where we've got to be careful, isn't it? Because there are not many players in that position, I don't think.
2: You you would think, though, that, you know, a go-go isn't the sort of player that is going to go off the ball, or, you know, isn't going to go off the ball in the next sort of. Three or four months, you know, you'd be thinking if he's out of contract at the end of the season. Is why he?
1: Not? Is he out at the end of the season? He no. He signed. A, he signed a two-year deal in. Oh, that, yeah. That so that was. Yeah, he signed a two-year uh, deal he, before. He's out of contract. I, I'm sure. of it. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah. it's nothing comes up on the Shrewsbury website when I search a go go. That's
0: not a shock. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I'm pretty sure he's out of contract. I stand to be corrected on that. But you know, yeah, it is. To, Summer he's 18. getting towards an age where if a championship club comes along and, and gives him that opportunity, yeah, I wouldn't begrudge him moving on. Really, we're and, triggered. And so,
1: a- we triggered the one-year extension in his contract to keep him.
0: Yeah, I think there's more danger of him leaving than there is Nolan, to be honest with you. And, and people are worrying about Nolan going. But who knows what's going to happen with players going out. I, I, I just can't see too many going out at this stage of the game where we are in the in, in the league. So, yeah, we'll have to see where we are. But I think one of the, the things we want to talk about before we think about players coming in is loan players, because obviously we've got quite a few of them and, you know, they've got differing, uh, differing situations, haven't they? So obviously we've got Dean Henderson on a season-long loan, so... As long as Man United don't think about selling him in January, we should be we should be fine for keeping Henderson to end the season. And I saw that there were some r- rumblings on the sort of message uh, message boards and stuff that Man United were happy with him, or I think they'd said something like that. So I can't. He really said see that, that himself. Yeah, exactly. That was it. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we've got Carlton Morris as well. Who again is on a season long loan, so that looks fantastic for us. Um, then Nile Ennis, who we've obviously got to make a decision on, he's currently perma by the sounds of it, and I'm not sure whether he's going to be back anytime soon. And it seems like if we're going to be looking at loan players, like her said, probably going to have to move him back to Wolves to be able to get another one in. Um, Abu Adams, he's done okay in his little cameos that we've had, um, but he's up in January, so don't know, Mike, that's an interesting one. Do you can you see him being retained?
2: No, I think he'll go back. Okay, there you go. Simple. <laughs> Probably agree with that, Ollie. Would you?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. He's not doing any harm. He's any. He might not even play reserve football there. Fifty-fifty, yeah. I think.
2: I think if if I was the, uh, he's from Norwich, isn't he? I yeah. Think if I was the Norwich manager or the academy manager, and you know, I looked at him and he he's sat on our bench. He's not really getting games. Um,
1: but that might be part of the deal, man. He might be just getting experience being in a first team squad. Yeah.
2: And the interesting thing about the Norwich thing is you've
0: got Mott, Carl Morris, Adams and Godfrey all on loan from Norwich haven't you and I think there's probably an argument at the Norwich side to think we leave all three of them out there and they're learning, they're growing as a a sort of triumvirate and maybe that's helping them in their their work they're settled in the area probably with some lads that they know as well so there's there's probably some arguments for that
2: I think the thing as well with with Adams and Ennis, um, I think when they came in at the start of the season our expectation was obviously to try and stay in the league (laughs) Yeah, Um, true. These were players that were brought in that that we felt would keep us in the league. We're now, you know, Hurst is now looking for players, potentially, who he wants us to get us in the playoffs or, or push for automatic. So does that change his whole... You Know how he looks at it, um, yeah. And you
0: start looking at some players who are on the fringe of a championship, good championship team that fancy six months at Shrewsbury having a tilt at promotion and, and that looking good on their CV rather than young lads from a team like Norwich who'd never really played for them and, and, and are coming up in the game. There might be some lone players out there that he fancies giving it a go and maybe some experience, but we, we don't know who he's looking at, do we? Uh, just in the last lone players is obviously Ben Godfrey, and um, it was good, he was obviously up in January, um, but Norwich have, have said. That the plan is to leave Ben there, and so he comes back as a really settled player in the summer. Right now, we don't have to take a final decision on him in January. So that's usually positive for the football club isn't it? It does seem like we're edging towards maybe renewing Ben Godfrey's loan for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, I think he's the one, isn't he? Of um, yeah. the loan players, you know, he'd be him and Dean Henderson with the biggest losses. If we lost them. Um, Carl Morris has done really well as well, but those two are the biggest ones, aren't they? So yeah, that's where we kind of that's where Hurst is it's hinting at. There's going to be a bit of level of uncertainty. So hopefully, we can get those guys sorted quickly. Um and then we can then make decisions on strength in other areas.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so you we, we then talked about what we'd like to bring in. You know, what do we want to supplement this good squad that we've already got with? You know, where can we fill a gap or, you know, move on in a position or, or just strengthen somewhere that we we think we're lacking. Um so the first thing we did this week, we said we'd do like we said we'd do on the podcast last week, Ollie, was go out and ask a few fans. We've obviously got Mike to give his opinion in a minute, but um, yeah, what sort of reactions have you had from the sort of fans via Twitter and Facebook?
1: Yeah, so there's quite a few comments here. I'll um, I'll go through, just run through them. So yeah, Mark Lynch is saying we're really missing Brown, um, and obviously we don't have a replacement at the moment. Uh, mm-hmm. Martin Wall was saying about a striker, a winger, and a left-back. Um, Shrews Fans USA was saying left-back, defensive midfielder, and a ki- and Kaikai, so it's quite specific there. <laughs> um, Martin Dudley was four positions, left-back midfielder, mid-central midfielder, and a striker. Um, Dale was saying depends on what loan players we retain. Um, he would send back Adams and Ennis. I look for a left back, um, a winger, and another forward. Um, and then yeah, John Dunn was say left back with a midfielder and a, and a proper goal scoring machine. Which thing's a bit harsh on, um, Payne. He's got nine. Um, so you know if you double that, you know that'd be near twenty. I think that's quite a good return. Um, but yeah, some interesting thoughts there. What what, what do you guys think we need?
0: I think I think before we go on to everything else I think everybody's agreed at left back aren't they there's yeah. no one that really responded on Facebook or Twitter and me and Michael just talking about it beforehand and you know I think that it's a situation where we do need to just get an out and out left back in that can that can do the job and and do it to a reasonable level I mean there's a few out there I remember when we played Berry um their left back he only signed in the summer from Bradford um, he's a lad with a bit bit of um, uh, he's supposed to be a lad that was yeah, pace and also supposed to be a lad that has actually got a big future in the game and wanted to take a step down to Bury to maybe take a step forward. Now, if there's a potential to go and nick him, I think he's the sort of type of player we might want to look at. I think his name's Greg Lee. So I'm sure that he's just one of many left-backs that Paul Hurst is probably looking at at the moment. Um, but, you know, let's not say we wouldn't want a pair transfer fee because, um, yeah, there we go, we, we might need to. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You probably haven't seen any specific left-backs, but you're not going to disagree with that, are you, Mike?
2: no we we definitely need a left back <laughs> um uh, in fact you know we may even be looking at, at I think possibly bringing maybe a couple in if Brown's going to be out for the season last thing you want to do is bring one in yeah get injured and uh, you know the window shut and we're back in the same position as we're in um so you, you know there could be I think maybe possibly a couple coming in there um yeah, but it, it, it. I think that is. Everyone agrees that is the the number one spot to to fill.
0: And and just while we're on with Mike, then we we wrote a few things down on the agenda about where we're looking. You've obviously said on on here that you also think potentially a winger and a striker. So what was your thinking behind those two positions? I think we
2: need we need somebody to push the wingers that are already there. Um yeah. You know, unfortunately, when they drop out of form, um, we've just got nobody to really fit in there, have we? I mean, um, Ganoa isn't for me isn't a. Out and out An out and out winger, yeah. um, Dodds. Louis Dodds. You know, I think potentially <laughs> could be gone in January. Um, I th- you know, we we need we need I think some some pace um, to to start scaring teams um, on the wings, um, and I think also you know we need somebody to 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 fill in for Nolan as well mm, because okay. you know he's you know he's he's obviously carrying some sort of knock um you know if if all of a sudden he gets crocked and is out for you know or sold on the last day of the transfer window um we're we're in serious trouble because there's <laughs> there's not much more creativity in that team is there at the moment yeah. um so I think you know we we the attacking midfield winger um and then I think with with Ennis going back um if Ennis does go back but um I think we need a, a quick pacey striker as well I think that was the reason that Ennis came in. Um I think he was gonna be that quick pacey striker we could chuck on and, and stretch teams. Um you know, none of the comments I've heard from her so far indicate that he's coming back. Um so I I think, you know, potentially we need a we need a, a a quick striker in there mm. as well.
0: It's funny I said that last week, Denali about having that pacey striker that can that can actually break quickly and stick with our you know wingers if they do are breaking quickly and we aren't going through the transitions. You know, Payne has got the pace as well, but he's, he's really the only one in in that situation, hasn't he? But. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting what Mike's had to say there. I think you've got some more detailed thoughts on some of those positions, haven't
1: you? Yeah, I think we probably potentially need um yeah, four players. Um, ideally. Um not I don't that's going back to Hersh's comments, you know, he hasn't got a specific number in mind, but definitely left back. I think we need two wingers to put pressure on Worley, um and Rodman. Um I knew yeah, we can swap them up. Um I think that would then also then release Ganua to play at front and he's quite fast, so seeing him play yeah, properly yeah. at front would be an option. Um and then if we lose Adams we definitely need at least one central fielder, so yeah, I think they're my four. Um, a striker would be um, nice as well, um, if we could get that pacey striker. Um, but I'm, I'm quite happy with Morrison Payne, but another one would be maybe a bit greedy. But I think if I had to prioritise three, two wingers and a left-back.
0: I think, I mean, I'd put left-back striker and winger as well, for all the same reasons you have. And it's interesting that when we look at all the responses we had, no one wants a right-back. We've got we're good cover at right-back, yep. you know, two two good right-backs. Don't need to look at goalkeepers. We've got two good goalkeepers, and we've got a nice range of centre backs. You know, that's it's an interesting yep. that you know of, of most of the defensive situations that we've got. in, in terms Makes of a conditions. change. Yeah, when we're not looking to, to change anything, you know, and we're only looking really at a left-back because of an injury, you know, you wouldn't really complain about a back line whatsoever. Yeah, then going into the more attacking positions, you've got more creativity possibly needed, pace needed in attacking positions, and more cover at the wings. So I think that, you know, this, most town fans would probably say the same things. I don't think anyone's going to be suddenly starting to say, oh, we need another centre-back, because I don't think Sadler's good. It's just not, you know, he is a good league-one defender. So, yeah, I think it's, it's, it actually shows the positives in, in terms of how that defence has come together this season. So, um that's a positive. One, one name I, I was going to chuck in there, but I, the more I think about it, the more unlikely it is, is obviously you've got Eon Doyle at um, Oldham, who's been banging him in for fun this season. And he's only on loan at Oldham um, and his loan is up in January. So yeah, maybe there's something we could do there. However, when I looked into it, unfortunately he's on loan from Wigan and I can't see uh. Wigan... <laughs> I can't see Wigan loaning him no. to us. And to be honest with you, the way it's going, he might go back because he's been so good and mm. actually start getting involved in Wigan's team. But, you know, it's it's... I think as a, as a as a manager and, and the scouting team that we've got, which has obviously changed and evolved over the years now, you know there must be a lot of players out there that we can't think of because we just see these teams once a week that are doing well for their teams that i I'd want us to look you know I'd want us to look at players that are, are that are doing well this season already does that make sense i I think we're beyond the point like Mike was saying where we we're in the situation where we're trying to stay in the league we need to look at some players that have been doing well in league one this year that we can either nick nick off nick off someone because their loans up somewhere or Pay some money and get them, and and you know we might not have a load of money, but we've got a bit of money from the from the deal for the supermarket and other various things have been going Cup. on. So yeah, FA Cup run is going to put a bit more money into the coffers. So I'd like to see us go out and maybe push the boat on at least one of those players. And say, look, this is our statement of intent. If it's just another three loan players coming in and two loan players out. Maybe that's not the, the the investment that I would be expecting over this window, but maybe I'm expecting too much. But that's how I, I feel. think.
1: I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be undeterred if we went and got some you no know, long league players again. You know, you know. in, in overall, we've done that well. That, that path has done well yeah. for us. So, but I think I think well. I think I don't know. Ask the question to Mike. Do you? Do you have confidence in the management team to pick the right players?
2: Yes. Yeah. It's an for important once, point though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, for once, yeah. I think, I think. Look, I think we could probably sit here and put twenty names down on a, a piece yeah. of paper. Yeah. And yeah. I think, I don't think, any, I don't think.
1: It... Glenn loves talking about names, don't you, Glenn? Um, and talking about potential <laughs> players and stuff. But, um...
2: Well, otherwise, we'd all just say we need a left back striker winger. We, I mean, you look at the players that have come in though, and you can probably guarantee out of the twenty players we could write down, Hurst isn't looking at any of them. Yeah, you sure. know, and he, he's, he, you know, he he seems incredibly well. Connected and and versed in lower league football and and knows the sort of player. I mean, you know, he he'll have done his own work already. He'll have gone to 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 Brian and to the chairman and given them a list of players and and you know, ultimately now it's up to them to 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 try and bring them in. Um, mm. But I don't know. I, I think it'd be an interesting one. I think um, it'll be interesting to see how the the club approach it as well because. You know, it's an it's incredibly difficult situation for the football club, isn't it? I mean, you know, do we go out and spend, you know, a lot of money on taking a punt at getting promoted? If we don't then get promoted, we're stuck with these players on, you know, two, three-year deals. Um, it, it's It's but saying that <laughs> but saying that it sort of goes totally the opposite this could actually be yep. the start of us making a sustained push for top end league 1 football for the next two or three seasons uh, it's
0: it's it's a, how about how you view football isn't it and we know, we know generally when we talk about the chairman he's, he's a very pragmatic man and you know spends money in a, in a pragmatic way, and and this will be a difficult window for him because I think a lot of town fans, and I personally feel like this, in that we've been watching football, you know, since the nineties, right? And w- when I started going, we we were just coming out of League One, in up and down, and then we've basically been in League Two all the way, um, and and you know it's been a struggle until the last few years when we got back up, but we're now in a situation where we haven't been in generally in my lifetime, and now I I want us to see us take it ball by the horns and, and go for it. And I do understand that sometimes you bury it, you know, you go for it and you end up being absolutely screwed for three years afterwards. But I don't know, there's, there's that part of the romanticism about football that makes me want to think this is our time and, and let's go for it. But I, I totally understand what Mike's saying is that you, you don't mortgage the football club. There's a way of doing it still in a, in a reasonable manner, but yeah, I wouldn't want to bury it like that. They do mortgage their football club and they basically end up screwed, but there, there's a halfway house between there. I just don't want us to come end of January and think, I feel like we're weaker. I doubt that'll happen. But if Nolan went and we didn't get the players in the position we wanted, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. But if it does, then that would be—I'd be very disappointed.
2: I'm not sure the manager would let. No, that I don't think he now. would either. I no. think you know he he's, he's he holds all the cards, really, doesn't he? Going going to in effect his his boss Roland and saying, look, you know, you wanted us to stay up this season and, and improve on, you know. 18th or whatever it was we finished mm, last season we sat second in the league um, you know we've been top for God knows how many weeks uh, you know if if the chairman's going to back anybody he's he's going to back Hurst in this window mm. um, but then again we know how the chairman works and, and to be fair I'm, I'm with him on this you know you don't go out there and overstretch the football club I agree yeah
0: I agree. agree um,
2: but it, it, it's going to be a very very interesting window I think you know, Hurst seems to like to get his his work done early. I think with the the big FA Cup game coming up, the fact that we are desperate for that left back as well, mm. um, I think we will sort of sign a, a left back pretty much immediately in the window if he can get hold of hold of the player he wants. Um, and then, you know, it, it's all going to depend then who 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 comes in for who. You yeah. know, if all of a sudden we're having bids for Toto and Nolan and. You know, we, we, you you just don't know, do It Could you? happen.
0: It could happen. You know, we don't know what other football clubs are thinking, do we? Arlie? there is the outside chance that certain players might just suddenly be under a lot of pressure, and, and we can't return down that money. But it's all all to crack kind of the wash, isn't it? It's, it's yep. interesting. I think everyone's agreed with what we want to come in, and we'd like to not lose any players. And that's the that's the that's the, the that would be the perfect transfer window, isn't it? But I doubt any football club ever has a perfect transfer window. Exactly.
2: And I, and I think that you know I read a lot of comments today on on um, Twitter and Facebook about. Um, Nolan and and the fact that you know he could be sold and all that and you know when we shouldn't do that we should be keeping these players and I I totally you know on paper that is yeah. exactly how you want to do it but ultimately you've got a player there um who you know if you turn him turn down a, his chance to go and play in the championship or you know you 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 don't know how, how that player's going to react yeah. um yeah. so you know, Paul Hurst will know all this, he'll know what the personality of the player is like and you know, and ultimately if these players are gonna go, I'm I'm confident that they're gonna go for the right money. I, I'm
0: more inclined to think that Hurst won't force anyone to stay because of what happened when he joined and the poisonous atmosphere he said was at the football club and the work it took to weed out some players that were actively not going with his methods. And if he ends up with a situation where he's got a player like that, he's not gonna want them at Ollie, you know, from everything he's ever said that if we get a big bid for Nolan and Nolan to suddenly decides to play silly buggers, which I don't think the lad might. But you know, but it's a big move for him, and he'd won it. I don't think he would stand in his way. He would say, right, we move on. I've got another option, and I trust in my methods.
1: Yeah, I'm sure they've got a whiteboard at the the ground of all the different moves and stuff on, and well, probably probably not the whiteboard actually, because someone might be silly enough to take a picture of it. But you know what I mean. I'm sure they've got all the different scenarios penned out. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting, interesting time, and yeah, not too long to, to wait now.
0: And then at the end of the day, Mickey, yeah, I was gonna say Mickey Mellon, and then Paul Hurst will probably be managing Sheffield Wednesday by the end of the window. So. No, he will <laughs> <laughs> so who knows what's going to be happening with our new manager? Um, I'm only joking. Um, although having said that, they're not doing very well. every Wednesday, you know, they could be a job going there sometime soon, and I think that if that happens, it's going to be a Sunderland situation where our manager is heavily linked with a job back in his hometown that he's much more of a favourite to get. So you laugh at that, Ollie, but you know, you know, we have to keep an eye, a watching brief on that one.
1: Yeah, that's it. So should we close the section then and yeah. move on to predictions? Good stuff. Lynch looking for Clark. Let's sit
2: back off low ball in towards steven steven's defender and scores what a cracking turn from steven so predictions
0: ollie last week i went for shoesby to win 1-0 so i'm back i'm back in the money I've, I've clawed that loss that i had to you back and it's now uh equal in the predictions league for the season so um yeah good for me but we shall be predicting the new result now for the next week which is portsmouth at home um which looks like a tough game again um they're obviously in a good run of form at the moment aren't they um
1: yeah, they've been flying at the league. So they started the season not so well. It took them a bit of time to adjust to league on football. But I mean, yeah, but they've slowly but surely been. But you know, they haven't gone on a super super run. But they've just gone and started grinding out lots of wins. So their form is pretty solid. Um, they've mm. they've won four of the last six. So you know they're not having this unbeaten kind of run. But they're consistently consistently winning games. Um, they don't score many goals though. So in six games they've only scored seven, um, but they've conceded yeah, right. five. So it's a bit like us earlier in the season when we were winning one nil. Um, stuff like that they're, they're, they're kind of grinding results out so yeah it's either going to be a really dull affair or it's going to be a a, bo- a boxing kind of match Is going to be end to end and a lot of big punches thrown so yeah it's going to be an interesting mm. one
0: it's a, good, it's a good game for us isn't it another team that are sort of up there at least In a, yeah at a least good,
1: they're good not going to part the bus are they you'd hope not anyway
0: I can't deal with that anymore after Fleetwood and Blackpool I've sped up a scene teams and part of the bus games. so I'm glad I didn't go to Plymouth it's just as bad there apparently but um, yeah. yeah it's going to be a tough game Uh I don't know, what do you what do you make of this one, Mike? We'll go with you. What first of all, what do you think of the game and, and what are you gonna go for as a prediction?
2: Um yeah, it's gonna be a very, very tough game, isn't it? Um I think like Ollie said, they don't score many goals, they're grinding out results. Um we're we're sort of doing the same as well. At the yeah, moment. true. Um so I am gonna say I'm gonna go with a draw actually. I think it's either gonna be nil-nil or one-all. Mm. I'll go one all.
0: Okay. I am gonna be a bit more positive, I think that I think that after the sort of ropey patch we had that these next two home games were sort of it would be ideal to win them both. And I think having got that win on Saturday, got the sort of lads chipper up again and see how they celebrated, and although it was a not a brilliant performance overall, I don't think we'll play that badly again. I think that, you know, he might change a few things around. So I'm gonna go for as usual a scrappy one nil win that we'll we'll just get over the line.
1: Okay, cool. So you're going for one 0 Um yeah, yeah I'm I think I was going to go for one 0 as well. It's we're not like, free throwing at the moment. I don't know. No. So, but I no. think we'll win though. On the positive.
0: Good. No. Oh, well, there we go. That's good. Well, yeah. It's been it's been it's been good to have a chat about us getting back up the league, really, isn't it? And then sort of well, sort of solidifying our place at second place yep. for another week. Um, because it had been a, a tricky period during the. Um, during the league format, but um, plenty to look forward to going forward, isn't there, Ollie, in terms of the new year? We've obviously got a, a, a nice run of games coming up now with Portsmouth, a tricky game, and we're away at Wigan on Boxing Day, which is a fantastic occasion for the football club, really, isn't it? That we're going to be going to Wigan trying to knock them off top of the league. So, who'd have thought that would have been happening at the start of the season? We might get gubbed, we, we might not. A point would be a fantastic result there. Um, and then, obviously, we've got coming into the new year the FA Cup game against West Ham and all of the sort of hoopaloo that, that brings as well with a TV game. So, you know, still a fantastic time to be a Chichester fan, is yeah it is well
2: yeah it's just unbelievable isn't it I mean yeah yeah. nothing else I can add no not really not really uh, yeah it is it's been an incredible season so far and I think I'm just really excited to see how far we can go now. To yeah. be honest.
0: Okay, yeah. Well, it's a fantastic time, Mike. You're right. So, um, yeah, I think we'll we'll leave this episode there. And uh, thanks for joining us again. Um, I would say bye to Ollie, but he appears to have dropped off our, our Skype conversation that we record these with. So, goodbye into the ether, Ollie. Um, and yeah, we should be back hopefully with a Christmas special um, if we can get around to recording it. Otherwise, it might just drip into a, a New Year special. But um, we're going to be bringing you something interesting about the ten years at the at the, get, at the New Meadow since we moved there. So, um, yeah, lots of interesting things to come from that. And then then we shall be back around Christmas uh, period when we have the games for another episode and then back into our usual routine of every Sunday after the new year. So um, yeah, if we do, if you don't hear off the salad cast beforehand, happy Christmas and a merry new year to everybody. And um, yeah, thanks for listening and see you all soon.